Good evening, everybody. We're on Talk Badminton, and tonight we're going to France to Justine <laughs> Kamal. Where are you, Justine? I'm actually in Copenhagen. Are you? <laughs> there you are. That just shows you what I know. You're in Copenhagen. And do you, are you, do you, are you from, working in Copenhagen? Yes. Um, I work at Badminton Europe, um, so the Continental Confederation as a development officer. And indeed, I come originally from France. Sorry for that. <laughs> That's my bad, as they say. And um, and how long have you been in Denmark? Uh, ten months now. Do you like? And did you move straight from France? Have you travelled? Your English is obviously very good. Um, have you travelled a lot? Or yes, I've been I've been around a little bit. Um, I I come from a, a really different background, not from a, a sport background. Mm -hmm. uh, I studied environmental law wow. um, and I went to um, to Quebec uh, and a little bit of uh, to Germany as well and to Belgium uh, during my studies. So that's that's where I learned. I studied and learned English. Wow. And um, and I've been a volunteer. I've I've always played at a grassroots level, really, but I've, I've played badminton for about 12 or 13 years now um, and so I started actually I was already old <laughs> I started playing I was 18 or really? 19 years old so it was already yeah it was not my first sport um, but I really yeah uh, I really really liked it and I volunteered almost uh, yeah immediately in my club and uh, for events tournaments and uh, the, this kind of stuff and Last year, I saw the the job uh, offer on social media, actually, and I said, why not? Um, it's in Denmark. Copenhagen is a pretty city, and um, so I applied. Wow. <laughs> and how did you go from law? You're obviously not, you're not old. So how did you go from European law? into When did you decide, I don't want this? Oh, it was more of a... Um, there was no specific moment. I, I've always um, hesitated, I think, uh, during my studies um, before I, I chose the, the, the environmental law yeah. um, specialty. Um, I've always been interest, interested in uh, sports organization, yeah. sport management, okay. and uh, especially the as a development officer, I don't deal like on a daily basis with high performance, for example. I'm uh, really much more oriented towards the, the uh, project development, project management. And, and, um, and so for me, it was always this kind of uh, interest that I had in, in sports organization, the, the health uh, aspect that you can have uh, by being active, uh, by doing sports, and um, the, the, the social benefits that you can have by bringing people together um, uh, during events. So this, um, yeah. And I've been uh, managing project before uh, for sustainable development at my previous job. Um, and so it was kind of a natural, I don't know, evolution maybe. And uh, and I wanted a change from the south of France, you know, sun, the oh, sea, it's over. Oh, God, I know. Really. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Where about in France are you from? Uh, Montpellier. Oh, wow. So it's really close to the sea. I just I just can't get my head around that at all. <laughs> Let's move to somewhere dark and wet.
<laughs> from Montpellier. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, and were you into coaching as well? Did, have you, when you took it up at 18, were you into coaching, Justine? No, no, no. I was never. Weren't you? Um, never into actually the, the technical um, aspects or really? uh, as a technical official. I was always. Um, always or more into the administrative really? uh, stuff really? or the, the development stuff so i was part of the 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 board at my local club really? uh when we yeah when we needed to go for partnerships or when we needed to organize uh, a tournament and then i was uh, keeping the scores or this kind of stuff but i was um uh, i've never been trained as a coach or or anything so, does so that make um, you a very organized person <laughs> Yeah, well, I try. At least I try. Yeah, you're, you're quite like that. You're into the detail, the administration. Yeah, I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm but, a ramshackle. If I showed you my office, it's chaos. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not great at great at that kind of thing. Isn't that interesting? You're the first person I've met in that of that of that nature. That's um, more interested in the organisation and how you, you know, if you get, you'd probably be very, very good in a very, very busy club where they have. I, I interviewed a couple of people where they they would have a club and they would have seventy people on a club which lasts two hours with four courts and somebody has to organise and say, okay, you're next, you're next, you're next, you're next, you're next, yeah, wow. And now I think for that, that's the the interesting part as well in in sport development in general yeah. i would say that that you can actually uh, connect uh, different different aspects so it's not only about the organization but you you have to know a little bit about the 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 the, the country's development or the the strength and the the weaknesses and then you can connect about a project or you can try to um the, the, this is one of the 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 big projects that we've developed last year um, and we, we we communicated about this as well is the, the memorandum of understandings um, that, that the sorry the memorandum of understanding that we signed okay. uh, with most of our members now um, and it's actually a way uh, some kind of a strategic plan with each of our members to work together in this so the, the main objective is to have a closer uh, relationship uh, with with our members, so that means that we we currently uh, are working with um, 54 uh, members um, in uh, across Europe. So that that obviously uh, requires uh, some kind organization. of organization. So your your members are, are actual countries. Uh, we work with the national uh, associations, the yes. na national badminton associations. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing how, um, and how, I mean, I, I think I asked you the question about cultural, cultural differences. I am I am quite interested, obviously being in the UK, interested to know, um, you know, how, I mean, Denmark, for example, has seemed to have such massive success and so many, uh, so many clubs and so much interest in it. And um, I am always interested to know what their recipe is, you know, for, for getting it out mm -hmm. there. And uh, it's... Um, quite interesting i think the, like, the the money is is obviously a thing is you know because because a lot of people play it there's money in it and you know but there's money in it because people play it and it's that isn't it you know it's you know the it's a kind of 
you know the in sport, yeah in sport you 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 always have this kind of situation because um in some countries you don't know why you have this kind of tradition yes. um regarding one sport yes um and and then it it becomes maybe easier or you can actually have some expectations because there is this already existing tradition yes. um, uh, within the yeah. country. So but you wonder where this starts. Rugby. Sorry, it keeps moving. Um, it, you wonder where it starts, you know, or you wonder where... Um, I mean, I, I hear a lot of... Um, I've talked a lot about schools and how, um, you know, schools, everybody I've interviewed, you know, in, or kind of my, excuse me, um, kind of my age or, or below, um, or around my age, they've, they've grown up Excuse me, my dog's going more. Wife's just coming. The um, yeah, they've 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 started sport really because of school, um, and you know there's been a teacher that stayed back after school to you know to help or to start classes. But you know the political correctness world we live in, you know teachers can do so little outside of school time. And do you find that do you, are you involved at that level? You know, do, do you find that teachers are involved in in taking clubs after school, that kind of thing, in other countries. In the UK, it seems to have stopped where it used to be a thing. You know, it would, a lot of people have started because a teacher was, you know, took a, mm. you know, a maths teacher was into badminton, so he did it. Yeah. How do you think it, about it, that? It really depends, I think, on the on the country. And we are um, mostly working with the, the badminton association, so they are handling... The, the, their yes. own educational system and their own connection to the educational system. Yes. So we are not directly in, in contact with the, the national educational authorities. Or, but, but we do, I, I do agree with you in the sense that, for example, in France, because that's, that was my experience, yes. actually. I started badminton in high school yes. um, because it was part of the physical education yes. uh, course. Um, and so that's that's only after high school that I joined a club because I I liked uh, the, the the this sport. Um, but in it, so in France we have a, a big big number of of players in in or grassroots players in high schools Brilliant. or um, this kind of stuff. But um, they they do not um, all join a club or develop or. For now, it's not as developed as, for example, in another country like, like Denmark. So, um, is it big in school? Think... Is it in France as well? Is it a school thing? Is you'll have it in class? Do, do, uh, a badminton development people going into schools outside of the school um, within regions of, of does that happen? Or... I think that the the, the some, some federations are are yeah are developing that, and and um, notably, I would say that. We we work with the close um, in a close relationship. We are with the BWF, uh, of course, um, and uh, by this we um, we also try to develop the shuttle time program. What's that? And this is a the shuttle time program um, is a program developed uh, by the 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 BWF to actually attract players and and uh, grassroots players into. Uh, badminton into the world of, of badminton so this is uh, one of the programs that uh, that we are developing at our level across europe yes. um to try to attract our main main goal i would say as a continental uh, confederation is to have more badminton players everywhere and of all ages and 
Um, so that's that's our main goal. So that's um, that's what's interesting as well. That's what you, that's what the objective is. Yeah, get more. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you have so many benefits, and it's a fun sport, and you can actually have fun if even if you never uh, held a racket in your life. Yeah, you can you can easily have you can have an easy access to it. I would say um, compared to other sports. Um, so that's that's the the way we want to um, to to yeah guide uh, or, or to attract more and more. How, do, how does that message get out to the countries? How does that how does that message get from Europe to your membership, from the membership to players? I suppose that's a that's a thing, isn't it? That's the question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, true. And and we are we we, we have to uh, remain uh, really humble uh, about this as well because. Uh, at the office, um, we are a team of uh, uh, 14 or 15 yeah. uh, members, uh, staff members. Yeah. Um, so um, it's it's not that bad, I would say. It's <laughs> it's cool, and compared to other sports federation, uh, it's it's already a, a good team. But of course, compared to football or rugby, yeah, we are nothing uh, in Europe. I know. Um, so I follow a lot of rugby, so uh, I always compare. I, yeah. <laughs> always have this kind of comparison but um but yeah we, we we try to to build up projects with with our members so for example the 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 summer uh, the summer school that we organize uh, we've been organizing this summer school for for many years now mm. um, at, at badminton europe um, to to be able to to gather young players uh, so they can uh, play together and uh, achieve a higher higher level um, we are trying to um, to develop para badminton as well, yeah. and uh, one of uh, one quite um, interesting and really fascinating events that we are organizing for five or six years now is the the para badminton event, and it's um, an event over three days, and we are trying to work with administrators of clubs or national associations right. and coaches to be able to have an access to para badminton because it's not yeah. that um, easy or it's not that some some uh, coaches or some administrators would like to develop this aspect uh, in their own countries, but they don't necessarily have the tools um, to, to do so or, or the feedback from other uh, associations. Um, so this, uh, we, we did organize last year, we managed to organize this event and I was... Really? I was really, really glad to see this because it was my first uh, event that I went to yeah. as a staff, as a badminton Europe staff, and it was in Portugal. Uh, so it was in close uh, uh, cooperation with the, the Portuguese Badminton Federation, um, and they were uh, an amazing host. And, um, and we managed to have the para players from the Portuguese national team with us. And, and it's amazing uh, how the... the the, the coaches and the players, uh, you can have this kind of stimulation and this really, really good atmosphere um, for, um, yeah, for administrators and coaches to, to, to work with. So it's, um, it was a really, really good, uh, and it reminded me because I was part of the organization team for the 2018 Para Badminton European Championships yeah, yeah. Um, that took place in France. Wow. And uh, that was one of the, the yeah, one of my best memories ever as a volunteer because there was such a fun 
atmosphere everywhere and the players are so cool and nice and and they I mean I watched some matches and and it was really amazing the level yeah, no. uh, that players have in um, in wheelchairs um especially I think it's amazing I, was, I think it's amazing yeah. the abilities are absolutely incredible the challenges that the challenges that they face and what the drives them forward and how they it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's a lot. You just take it for granted. You just take all of these things for granted. You know, when you without disability, you just think, well, that was a bit. But these people have a challenge. It's 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 harder. It's undeniably harder um, for than an able-bodied person. A lot of the disabilities, you think, how do you do that? How do you? It's incredible. It's just incredible. So. But that's that's one of the one of the really interesting aspect of of sport development that you that you can have uh, and try to actually just uh, work with uh, with everyone and of all ages because we would also like to 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 develop the senior badminton oh really uh, really that's a that's it that's interesting for me <laughs> obviously that's obviously that's interesting for me your, your category <laughs> Uh, that's exactly yeah old senior i think it's, it frustrates me because senior badminton players are like 22 <laughs> senior yes, exactly. in yeah 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 in france it, it's the same senior means that you're um of age or, or over 18. 18 yeah over 18 um we have another word in french uh for for seniors but um but yeah that's that's an interesting part because if we want to attract is it, is it rubbish is it rubbish <laughs> no, 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 and it, it, it's interesting because I think that there are a, a lot of, of players of, of all ages oh, yeah. in badminton, and that's one of the, the great aspects of, of the sport. Um, and I think that it would be cool to um, promote them and to develop uh, more. I don't well, know. I think that you're talking about yeah. travel in Portugal and that kind of thing. I don't know if you listened to an interview with Colin Hepburn. In, I interviewed a chap from Edinburgh called Colin Hepburn on Saturday. He's a musician, and he's he's seventy four, and he took it up when he was forty. From start at forty, and he he now plays internationally in the senior level, and he's seventy four. Took it up at forty. He he contacted. He went to a club. He watched the video. It's quite interesting. He went to a club and he just loved that. He just went with his mother in law. And just thought, this is a bit rubbish. And then kind of said, right, and looked at the court next to him and said, like, God, look at them. They're really hardcore. They're good. So he ended up sitting watching them. The guy came off and he says, well, you could, why don't you come next week and just try it with us? He's like, oh, yeah, it's, I could try that. And after a few weeks, he played. And now he ends up playing in the, one of the best clubs in Edinburgh. And um, he goes international and he travels. And so that's what got me thinking about him was that they're all self-funding. Apparently, when you become a veteran, you you just self-funding. You pay for you. if you go in a tournament. If you go wherever in the world and play veteran badminton or master, isn't veterans, isn't it? I suppose it is. Then he says it's all totally self-funded. You pay for yourself to go. But he's travelled all over the world. He, I can't remember where he told me he travelled to, but he, but he's totally. They just pay for themselves, right? And it's not about the money. You know, if you said to somebody, if you said to a club players in the UK, would you like to go and play in a tournament in Portugal? Right or play in a in a an event in Portugal, people would pay no question. People love badminton, don't you think? They love it. They don't just. It's not like a sport, don't you think? It's not like a sport that people just like. People either people. It's like marmite. Do you have you heard of marmite? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
It's either yeah, you like it. You like it? No, you don't just like it. You don't. You don't just. You you don't just like. I would say that you don't just not. You mean you're not neutral? You're not, you're there's not no neutral. neutral. You, there's no. There's no. Yeah, it's all right. It's either it's rubbish or I absolutely love it, and that's me, to be honest. <laughs> I uh, yeah, live, sleep, and dream it, and it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, it's uh, it's. I wouldn't have, wouldn't be doing these interviews and uh, sitting in the dark hours uh, chatting to people about badminton. But you know. I have to say I, I agree with um, that. That's uh, badminton. That's something that's connected me to all the places that I've uh, been really? to. Um, so in Quebec, I was able to play. Uh, I've lived in in Tahiti for four years, and there is a, a, a really an excellent club with amazing people really? uh, uh, in in Tahiti. And um, now there is a couple of clubs now. They've really developed as well uh, there. Um, wow. And when I was in Belgium as well, and uh, here in Denmark, I also found the club. Of course, the the, the trainings or the, the 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 culture around it is quite different than what I I knew in France because I was in a small club yeah. uh, compared to to this here. So oh, tell me about that, uh, Justin. Tell me about your club. Yeah, tell me about your club. Come on, tell me about. So so you live in Copenhagen now, yeah. and you moved over there, and you'd never been to Copenhagen before. Uh, for a weekend. For a weekend, okay. So when you went to to Copenhagen, you didn't know where to go to play, but you didn't know what clubs there were. You didn't know. You just flew there and you took your racket and you thought, okay, I've been working all day talking about badminton. Now I'm going to go and play badminton, <laughs> right? So, so where? How did you find? How did you find the club that you go to? And what's it like? I just. I, I just tried uh, I just tried out uh, the the, cl the the club the closest to my uh, really? place. Yeah, that that was just the yes. the, the criteria. <laughs> and what's the standard was... like when you walked in the door? Was it straight away wow, or was it I can help be okay, or how was it? It's yeah, of course, coming from coming from France and from um, uh, a club where where it's um, well. It, of course, the the difference was was big because um, the 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 club where I was before uh, there was no not so much uh, technical training. So really? we just went there. I went there like three times a week, and we could just play, uh, play until we had to close the sports yes. hall because we got the keys. Yes. So actually, some some evenings I was just playing matches with most of them um, senior players. Um, and uh, and I was just playing, yeah, five, six, seven matches like this. Yes. Um, that sounds like my club, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've waited to hear the contrast. Yes, exactly. So when I came here, well, the, the first the situation was um, everything was closed. Yes. Um, and but between June and October, I think we had a couple of months when the clubs were able to reopen again. They were authorized to reopen again, um, and and here the the structure is is really um, um, yeah, it's just really structured. And we had uh, when we had a, a two hour training session, it's it's two hours, and you don't stay um, or at least. In the club that, that that I am in, you don't stay another two hours to um, uh, to play other games. So you have uh, routines, you have um, drills, uh, drills, multi drills, and and yes, 
Um, and the problem is, uh, my problem is, um, and now it's too late, but uh, my problem is that I've never had uh, technical uh, training like like this. Yes. No, um, why? So, no, why? No. Yeah. So I just um, I took badminton. I, I was too old already, uh, almost to to learn all the the the, the wrist um, skills it, and, and yeah. everything. So I just I just do what I can, and I know I can run, and I know that I'm that I'm quite powerful or quite strong. So I use this, yes. but. On, on the other hand i'm, I'm not technical some basic yeah but i'm lacking like some basic technical skills so i think that you might you, you know you might watch. become amazing you might become like amazing you might be like wow this is uh, you know you may become wow you're going to go back to montpellier and you'll be you'll just say that's rubbish What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 let's let's hope so but now everything uh, is is closed um as in the uk i guess um only the professionals can um, can train, can go to train. Um, so for the the more amateur or the grassroots players, we have to wait and go and yeah. and run uh, and outside run. in the wind. Um, yeah. So I've been running a lot. <laughs> can, I, can I go back to the club? When you went to the club, did they test you to see how good you are? What happens with that? Can can anyone go? Um, how many people were there? Yeah, it's quite. Um, it's quite relaxed. Um, I mean, I just, I just went in one day or I just contacted the club via Facebook and I just asked, can I just come once and, and, you know, yeah, play a little bit. And they were just like restarting after some kind of a, not a lockdown, but you know, the clubs were were closed. So then it was, um, some kind of a fresh start of the season for everyone. Um, so I joined, I joined the, the adult, uh, training group like this. Um, and, uh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And when you, did you know you're going to be coached when you went or did you go just thinking, okay, I'm going to play some games or, or did they say on a Tuesday we do training and then on a Thursday we do this? What happens with that? Yeah, that's, um, that's funny because, uh, I actually trained and play with, some really really good players and um i don't know if you if you've um followed the the results of the 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 junior teams uh, championships now. i'm sorry uh, okay um well a couple of uh, weeks ago a couple of months months ago now in finland we organized the did you? the mixed yes. european yes, championship I, did see, I didn't i didn't watch it but i knew it was on yeah and the final was uh, Denmark against uh, France. Really? Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it was Denmark against France. Now. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, and the, the the coach of the junior team is actually the coach uh, at my club. Wow. Um, and uh, and I don't know all this. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, all these people I- in Denmark. So I'm still quite like Star Trek. Yes, Star-struck, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Star Trek uh, a little bit uh, sometimes. Yes. Uh, but it's it's also really interesting to have this aspect and not have, because I've always got this image like in, in sport organization sometimes that only former um, high-level athletes or only like former stars um, uh, can, can work um, 
in 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 the sport really? development. Really? You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. The, the... Yeah. I guess I think I think I, I think I know what you mean, but just it, it, probably just more talking about getting an audience with trying to connect with people is so much harder unless you have a name, I suppose. I think. Yeah, and also that you need to to. Um, you need to know the sport yeah, I as agree. well. Well, that's my and problem. I am aware that the, you know, as a, um, yeah. as a volunteer, I don't know all the really technical or high level uh, stuff. I'm I'm still learning uh, every day, but I know that I have like strength on the other side in in uh, administration, in uh, project management, or this kind of stuff. But we so learn, right? You can still, yeah, learn, you can still I, work I in the. And it's. I think that it's always helped when you have this kind of passion, and I always enjoy watching the the, the games. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of very much like myself. I mean, I, I I have interviewed a lot of people, and it's embarrassing because I don't know any names. <laughs> you know, people tell me stories and say, "Oh, I used to play with them, and I used to play with them." The, about the only name I know in badminton is Morton Frost. That's about the only name I actually know, apart from a lot of the more current English players. So, you know, when people when I, people talk back to I played with him, and I, so there is always a bit of that. Interviewing people, people always give me names now, and I'm, I think I'm meant to go, "Wow," you know, but I don't know who they are, which is which is I, I wrong, know. right? You must you must know more. Uh, I know I know a couple of. No, and a couple of players. And I still get starstruck. Them. I still get starstruck. I went to the All England last year, and I'm oh, getting pictures taken with Lauren Smith and Marcus Ellis, and uh, yeah, I was outside and um, PB Sindhu and and uh, Yamaguchi just got beat, and I, I think I got a photograph with her, and her face was terrible. She was in the square. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever been to the All England? No. Well, there's a square. French not the All England. The All England, there's a, in, in Birmingham, the arena is on the side of a canal and there's a bridge that goes over the canal to the city, which is about, the hotels are generally about 400 metres away, so very, very close. And it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a building on the canal side and there's a bridge goes over and it, should you want to, you can stand on the side of that bridge and all the players are coming out of the back door of the courts and the training courts and everything else, <laughs> everybody, right? PV Sindhu, everybody. And if you stand there with, and there's a Starbucks right next to it, so you just go and stand and have a coffee and you just, I'm just sitting standing with my mouth open. It's ridiculous. Woman in all England watching the games and then they're coming off. And I got a picture of the, the, um, the Indonesian mixed pair having fish and chips. I got my photograph taken with them. I'll, I'll, share, I'll share it with you. Standing in fish and chips after they just won the semi-final. I think, are you mental? Fish battered fish and chips. You know, you're about to play a final the next day. Oh my goodness. So yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. So this, so this is the core of what badminton Europe is. It's about developing badminton across Europe and communicating with different um, countries about how they can develop, is it? We are, yeah, and we also organize events. So I'm right. in the in the development uh, team. So we, we are um, a team of four people working on these development projects that I that I told you yes. about. And then we have colleagues in communication, and then we have uh, colleagues in events, right. and they are uh, handling or they are managing the the circuits that we that we organize that we are in charge of. Sorry, what uh, was the that? The, the what? The circuits? What was that? The junior circuit. The, the circuit. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for my okay. pronunciation. No, it's good. It's good. It's okay. <laughs> so, thank you, the microphone, to be honest. Yeah, I say. Okay, so there. Uh... Um, so yeah, the the European Championships and uh, the junior tournaments and the senior tournaments, 
Um, so there is all this kind of stuff. And of course, there is also um, all the education aspect of uh, technical officials, of empires, oh, yeah. of coaches, because we are also organizing courses for coaches. Oh, right. So this is all these kind of aspects that we are trying to to plan, even in this kind of uh, weird year. But we're still trying to to plan and to what uh, you can to do, what you, it's a good time for you though because what you can do is you can become very organized you know i always say that you know do you know what i mean i just think i think that i um i supply um i supply xerox in my working life and um and uh, during the recession a few years ago the property market fell it died you know nobody was buying houses and i dealt with a house builder locally and uh, a big quite a big house builder and you know, all the building companies were closing down, the boards were going up, nobody was building anything, right? And I deal with IT department within this building company and I went in there one day and, you know, they're laying off people, the contract sites are closed and there's a dozen more IT people in their office. And I'm thinking, what? what's going on here? Nobody's buying any houses, you're not building any houses. What the hell are you doing? And they basically said, what we can do now is we can become more efficient than we ever were before. So when we come back, we'll be stronger than ever. Because you've actually, when do you have time, right? When do you have time to organize things like this? You know, if you if you had events on right now that were running right now, you would be so focused on those events right now that you wouldn't be able to do anywhere near the planning that you're doing now, right? Yeah, but the, you you also spend a lot of time reorganizing because. <laughs> Of course, we are planning events and courses, but yeah. last year uh, yeah. it, it was planned and then we tried to postpone some of them oh, and wow. uh, the para event we, we managed to to deliver. Uh, so that, that was a good thing, but a lot, lot of things were first postponed and then cancelled. And um, so we spent a lot of time like monitoring the situation and the travel uh, restrictions and... Um, so so yeah we have this uh, all Challenge, these aspects yeah. to take yeah to take into consideration but but still we we're job. trying to do our best and you're doing, uh, a yeah. great, you're doing a great job well i shall let you get on with your evening because it's quite late now isn't it, Is it thank you it's a, you're, an, a, you're an hour ahead of me of course yeah, yeah i should have guessed exactly. that it's france it's france two hours ahead no it's only one it's only one as well yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible, I know, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, Justine. Have a good evening. Thank you, it was really nice chatting yeah, with you. Yeah, you too. Well, I know you. I know you now, we'll be in touch. Yes, okay. okay. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> Have a nice and you, bye. Okay. I've got a rugby player next. I've got a rugby player next. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tom Coughlin. Coughlin is the, the performance, the 7 o'clock I've got Tom Coughlin, who is the nutritionist for the Scottish Rugby Union, Scottish Rugby Union. So he is the chief performance nutritionist. So we're going to learn all about food. Interesting. Yeah, okay. should be good. We'll watch this yeah, one. Yeah, take care. Thank you. Take Thanks, care. Justine. Bye.